3: Yeah, I think the the short thing everyone should know is the Eagles have enough money to do literally whatever they want. In all my years covering the team, I've never seen them have this much salary cap space. Especially you consider Kevin Byer to someone they're probably they're going to move on from or have take a
1: massive pay cut.
3: Hassan Reddick, if he's either traded or extended, that'll open up a ton of cap room. So I think by the time all is said and done, and this is you know a rough a rough estimate, they could have up to sixty million dollars or fifty five million dollars to spend. And with the way they structure deals. I mean, you could literally sign probably every single top free agent out there, and obviously you have to extend the money. But they have a lot of assets to work with in terms of draft picks and caps, space. Where this is a big week to like figure out what you can do with that, because they have a ton of money to spend. Oh boy, that gets you excited! Welcome back. It is the midday show. Hugh Woo-hoo. Douglas. But are they gonna do it the right way? Well, we'll find out. Joe Jelly, a lot to discuss here. Uh, have we overreacted to the end of the Eagles' season? Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. I believe we have. I believe I have at times looking for reasons why this thing fell apart rather than the idea of, hey, maybe they just weren't that great of a football team and it all evened out here. Elliot's going to join the show coming up at 1230. Howard will join us at 1130. So, Hugh Elliott there was talking about the cap room this team has, and yeah, it's, it's a like, lot. Yeah,
4: 60 yams, right? Yeah,
3: and the, and the cap moved up for everybody, you know, about that 30 million bump. It was one of the yeah. biggest bumps ever in NFL history in terms of the cap. Here's what I will say, and we'll have Elliot on at 1230, though. I just – I don't want to – I don't want to throw cold water on it because it's exciting, right? They could go get some big players if they want to, but yeah Elliot said he's never seen the Eagles have this much cap room, but I think it's all relative. Everyone has more cap room yeah. right so it's it'd be one thing if the Eagles had 60 million and and nobody else had any money to spend, then we're going to get all the good players. But if everybody has this extra money, it kind of evens the playing field here. So here's what it tells me. the guys in free agency probably are going to get overpaid, and I'm okay That's with what free that agency is, and man. I'm okay if you get the right player. That's fine. Like, I, it's not going to bother me, but they got to get the right player. And, Hugh, as we get ready for today uh, with both Howie and Sirianni talking, by the way, we're going to have that right here on WIP in the 1 o'clock hour. Howie and Sirianni live from Indianapolis. Hugh, you know what I'm thinking? What you thinking, Joe? I'm thinking I want to hear them answer certain questions today. And I understand they're, they're going to you know PR their way around things and Howie's not going to give you every answer you want. But, Hugh, if I could have one question answered today by Howie, This is what I'd want to know. How are you approaching this offseason? Because it's the question I've been asking for the last month and a half. Do they think they are a tweak or or two away from getting back to the Super Bowl? Because then you Mm -hmm. know what? Then keep Hassan Reddick. Then go get a big-time corner. Right? Add three or four good players and let's go. Or do they look at it and say – we got a lot of issues here. This is going to be a two-year thing. We're going to slow play this. We're not ready to win the Super Bowl next year. I would love to get that answer from Howie, how they're going to approach it. Are so they going to be super aggressive or a little more reserved here in free
4: agency? Well, the, the second one I think is all the way you framed the question, but I don't, I don't know anybody that's in, in this business that's going to say that you know they're going to take two years off with that. I, I would. The question I want to ask, is there a chemistry issue in your locker room? Mm-hmm. You know, especially with a coach. And I'm not picking on Coach Serena, but when you say certain things that stick out to me, I have to, I have to talk about it. When you said you're the guy that assessed the culture, well, obviously, and I would tie it to the story that came out today, Marcus Hayes' story, I would tie it to that and say, is there a culture problem in the locker room? Because obviously there's something going on that has not been addressed. And how are you going to address that moving forward? Because to me, I understand that some people don't feel this way. But I'm, I, I think culture matters.
3: Oh, I agree. Of course culture is a
4: huge, like, and when I look at the way that this team fell apart at the end of the year, the culture is suspect. Like, and it's, it's amazing to me how it goes from one extreme to the next in one year because, I, like, I look at it like this. Now, there might be some truth to the improvisation and the preferential treatment that A.J., and Jalen are getting. But I would venture to say that that probably was last year as well. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't a problem last year. So why was it a problem this year? Start losing, things become different. Well, yeah, yeah. That, that, but even with the Cardinals game, like, see, I, I got a problem with the timing because I'm stuck on the timing of the conversation that was had after the Cardinals. Yeah, game. so
3: the article that Hugh's referencing inquired today, Marcus Hayes, uh, and the quotes that were at the time off the record, and Marcus got permission to put them on the record yeah. today. The, the, I'm the, stuck. I'm it stuck. It came right out there. after the Cardinals
4: game. Yes, I'm stuck. I'm stuck right there, Joe. Because at that point, we're still being told that this thing is salvageable, and and you know, and and all the things you're supposed to say to the outsiders, but when you got cats leaking stories during the course of the season. That bothers me. And, and and that bothers me because I'm a former player and 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 for me, that's this part of the story that I'm stuck on. Well, you know what they say about loose lips, Hugh. Sink ships. They sink ships. Yeah. this thing sank. I'm, I'm stuck. I'm super stuck on that part of the story. So that, that's what that bothers me a little bit. I got you. All
3: five nine two nine four nine four. All right, let's ask Kyle his one, and we'll throw it to everybody else. All right, if, if we could give Howie and Nick truth serum today, or uh, the old uh, moment in Liar Liar back in the day with Jim Carrey, where he was forced to tell the truth for an entire day, if you could get one honest answer, you could ask any question, Kyle, from uh, Howie or Nick today. What are you asking to get that answer?
2: So the, uh, the fact that you gave me truth serum true serum kind of changed a little oh, bit. That's the best um, part. All right, well, now I'm stuck between a couple here. I, I think the one I would ask is directly based off the reports that we got, not just from local guys but from national guys mm-hmm. like Mike Garofolo Sure. Do you want Jalen Hurts to be more of a vocal leader? I mean, I would ask them directly because I, I think <laughs> the report is that that is what the Eagles want. So I would ask him you know, to verify that. And then man if you really want me to get uh get in into the um uh it, this this might be a little controversial but I would just ask him like are you 100% sold on Jalen Hurts as your franchise Ooh,
3: quarterback. Now that's a big one.
2: I mean they paid him which should indicate that they are but But we've done this before. But get right. <laughs> but given what happened last year and the fact that they brought the coach back to me indicates that they don't think it was entirely a coaching problem. So like what do you really think was the issue? Do you think it was Jalen? I, I and to what degree?
3: I, I love that one, and I, I'll I'll simplify mine. Do you truly view yourselves as a Super Bowl contender next year? Because that that decides the entire offseason. If they do, they're going to go all in for big names and try to fix this thing. If they don't, well, they'll, they'll approach it that way. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety. Let's go back to the phone lines here. Bruce is in D.C. Hey, Bruce.
0: <laughs> All right, good good, oh, good morning, gentlemen. How are you? How are you? Good Bruce. How you, doing? How you doing, buddy? Man, I, I you know, I have been I've been asking just, just to get on the radio to talk talk about this AJ thing mm-hmm. because uh um I it's, it's 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 just a really good thing that he came on to radio and I, I got the utmost respect for AJ for doing what he did and, and I I just wanted to shoot a couple of points out sure. from my perspective on uh, everything. You, you all are hitting all the right things. And Hugh, I, I agree with you more. Here, I, I, let me just say this uh, right off the bat, is that uh, I, I admire what A.J. did, but he made some mistakes. Um, and I think one of the things that was cri- critical, and I think he's learned from it too, is, is that the fan base and the Philadelphia media, look, we, we are in tune with our team. Uh, the first mistake was when he went dark on his Twitter account. Um, after uh, after the season ended, that that rubbed some of us the wrong way. Second, the 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 second thing is is that is that it opened up the narrative about T.O. and the Colangelo thing with his Twitter scandal, people accessing his account, and and, and and people were mad. I was mad. I was I was I was like Chuck. Uh, I was like, you know what? You're going to stay silent and you're not going to address these problems. Look, look, we're having issues with you. And, and he was spurred, I think, from that moment to come on. And once he came on, I was like, okay, I had a completely different tune because now I finally understood where he was coming from. And he brought up some good points about what, although he didn't directly say it, when he corrected, um, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I think it, it may have been, it may have been um, Ike. It it's like, no, we didn't play all we, all, uh, we didn't play well when we were winning.
3: Bruce, I love that he said that because, Bruce, that was such a point of consternation here that I, I felt that way. Other people felt, well, it's okay because they're winning. But obviously, Bruce, they felt that way. So that maybe they were frustrated the whole
0: time even though they were 10-1. and one. That's right. That's right. No, absolutely. So, And I have been saying, and you know I've been calling y'all all year mm-hmm. long, and I kept harking on the leadership issue. I've been saying it over and over again when they were winning, is that there is a problem. And when you, when you have a leadership breakdown, again, I keep going back to the military because of my career. When, when you have a breakdown in leadership, you, you cannot, you can't, it affects the mission. And that's basically for people who like us that are, are well-versed in football. We saw it. And when the dam broke, all hell broke loose. And A.J. is one of those people that was probably in there, he was saying, look, guys, you know, this is what we need to do. But the coaching staff was so inept. Address those issues. You know, things just went sideways, and 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 it, and then the way he handled it, it wasn't a correct. It was a learning issue for him. But I think that's where that, that that's basically what what happened in a nutshell. Uh, you might and, be, Bruce. You might be uh,
3: spot on with that, man. And we, Bruce, we appreciate the phone call. I think th- when there's a leadership issue or a perceived leadership issue, it becomes a big thing. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Coming up at 30 ish. Howie and Sirianni will be on WIP speaking as they get ready for the combine and the off season to begin. All right, Hugh, one of the big things at the combine every year, obviously is GM's talk, right? Agents
4: are there. It's... Yeah. Everybody, the, the the players are there. Some guys are not going to work out and everything. Yes. Yeah, good time. It almost sets the stage for the off season. Like it, it was, I think this whole thing started as a way
3: to watch prospects run a sprint or lift weights, but it really it actually has become almost like a GM meeting thing where they talk to each other and rumors come out. Well, we already got one going on here, Hugh. How about this? I, I guess you guys yesterday commented on the uh, Legereus Sneed Instagram that he put up an eagle.
4: Yeah, he did. Uh, And somebody told me he always does that, whatever. And I was like, listen, man, that doesn't help my narrative.
3: Well, I like your narrative. Well, how about this? According to Tony Pauline, multiple eagles, at least a couple that played with him in college, have been trying to recruit Legereus Sneed, who's, clear in my mind, clearly the number one corner available. I know the Jalen Johnson kid from Chicago is potentially a free agent as well. We'll see if he gets tagged. But Sneed is... Sneed's the best corner. I mean, he was dominant in the Chiefs playoff run. He's young. Hugh, that the fact that there's some Eagles recruiting him, that gets me pretty excited. It
4: gets me excited as well Woo. because it, it and it, it lets me know that these guys still believe in the Philadelphia Eagles and they want to be here and, and they think that this is a guy that can help make you better. And there might be some interest there from Sneed as well. You know, I'm I'm pretty sure he's gonna go where whomever pays him. Sure. And you know what? I've been on the boat of the young players the whole time. I like the way he plays. He's a physical player. He plays extremely physical. And I think when you talk about revamping his defense, that's one of the positions where you have to upgrade tremendously. And I like him along with Akili Ringo out there.
3: So the uh, you mentioned physical. He's the one in the AFC Championship that they made-
4: gave. Uh, Number 10, the Dolphins?
3: Uh, no, it, well, that. right. He, he, he buried. I, I couldn't think of. Uh, what's his name? Tyreek, Tyreek Hill. <laughs> he yeah, buried Tyreek in the ground. Leave me, alone.
4: Leave me alone. I had a brain
3: fart. And then in the AFC Championship game, remember the play where the Ravens are coming back and Zay Flowers is about to score and the corner for the Chiefs comes over and knocks the ball out of his yeah. hand? He's, that yeah. was him. I mean, he's, yeah. he's a playmaking corner. i obviously. tell
4: you what, man. He's a, he's a monster out there. And, and that was one of the things that I, I noticed this about most of the corners that play in the playoffs. Physical. That was something that we didn't have at that spot. Not taking shots at anybody because, you know, you got to be – It's a lot of snowflakes that I've realized that's on this football team now. So you got to be clear and concise when you say what you say about people. But I want guys that are going to be on this squad that are going to tackle, that are going to come up and run support. And if you're not going to do that, then you don't need to be here, respectfully. There's a team out there that will will let you play the way that you want to play, especially if you're talking about not losing your teeth or being concussed. Or anything like that. I get it. I, I totally get it. You know, that's a, that's a big fear that as I get older, I, I worry about more and more every day. But, you know, when you're trying to win championships and stuff, man, sometimes you got to make them sacrifice.
3: Here's what I like also about Stan. He can cover and he can run. Yes. He's only 27 years old. I'm, I just looked up some numbers on him. So, last year, he allowed a 51% completion percentage, 56 passer rating, 56. James Bradbury uh, by the way, a lot of 114.3 pass ratings. So <laughs> is that bad? Yeah, that's, that's,
4: that's not sound, good. That don't sound good.
3: It's not good. 56.3 sounds a lot you know, better ma- than
4: math ain't my strong subject, but yeah, that don't that don't, I'm pretty that don't good at math. Bad. Yeah, we like, could
3: do that math here. Yeah, that
4: dog don't hunt.
3: On the Midday Show. Alex is up next on WIP. Hey, Alex. Alex. Alex, you there, buddy? Alice going once, twice. It's so quiet. I mean, on. The phone. I'm just, I'm waiting for an actual cricket to uh, to emerge there. All right, let's go to uh, Chris in Middleton. Hey, Chris. Welcome back, Joe. Hey, Chris. I mean, I was only gone for a day, but I
1: do I appreciate that a welcome back committee after he one mi- day. He missed the G-G. What's up, Chris? I did miss you, Joe. I, I I said to Hugh, I said, "Where's my boy at today?" I, I I figured you're out looking at lawns or something, getting some content for this week, you know. So.
3: Well, if I right. if I could, I would. Yeah, I mean, I I was thinking about a trip to Indianapolis. No, I was actually home. My son wasn't feeling great, so I stayed home with him yesterday.
1: Chris, what are you feeling uh, uh, today? Here's how I feel, guys. You know, I'm shocked. I don't know where this is coming from. Who's thinking we overreact? I mean, come on, man. In Philadelphia no, on WIP? Come on. You act like we like hit a sign before you know above the, you know, our heads as we're walking into the, you know, the studio and picking up the phones to call. I mean, come on. We don't overreact. Uh, uh, guys, I don't think it was an overreaction. I mean, we witnessed an epic collapse. I mean, what, what are we talking about here? And these teams, these people that call in are still making excuses. I mean, uh, I don't know. Caller will call a crime right now. Shut up. I don't want to hear that. Like, dude, we lost to the stinking jet, uh, Giants. And the and Cardinals. The, we lost to the Jets, too. Yeah, the Jets too. And the Jets, the and Cardinals the Jets, and the Giants. I mean wow, for the yeah. first time ever. Guys, listen, come on. So to say we overreacted is just absurd. Well, but maybe and they were like, maybe they
3: weren't that good is, is is like we're looking for reasons why this happened. Maybe the truth is they just weren't
1: that good this past season. Uh, Joe, we weren't that bad. I mean, we didn't just lose to those teams. We got blown out by <laughs> the Giants in that last game. So like, no, it wasn't an overreaction. But I uh, you know, I do want to address something here. You know, you know I like to give nicknames, right? Yes. So I got a new nickname. You know, you, your boy like man. What do you dude, do? No, no, no. He 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 was good this time. You know, witnessing that call with him and AJ, now I understand why you have the respect for you or for right that you do man dude he came in there hot dude ike didn't flinch and matter of fact i kind of let him know look i don't know if you know me but like i played in the nfl too and you know let me tell you young boy here's how i roll and dude you could sense in aj's tone it changed so here's ike's name Ike. that's foxhole ike
3: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on
1: your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10
3: per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month.
0: Deep left field. It's going to go.
1: Subscribe to at that within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademark used with permission.
3: That's the guy I walked next to me. Uh, in the box. He, yeah,
4: that, yeah. I yeah. did
3: a great job with the interview. It was, it, it was the kind of interview, Chris, where it could have become contentious, but it wasn't. It was just it was just back and forth. It, and they and I thought they let him like, what do you what do you need to say? Go ahead. The floor is yours. I, I thought it was, I thought it worked out. Considering I didn't know what he wanted to say when
1: he called in, I thought it was really just great to listen to. It was phenomenal, and and I got to tell you, I actually was fortunate enough that I turned uh, the radio back on, and I literally was right when they went to it, and I was like, is this for real happening right now? And I heard the entire thing, and I disagree with you, Joe. I think it was better than the Gabe interview. I, by far, think it was the best interview I've ever heard on the radio station, and any radio station, period. Um, I got to address something else, though. Mm -hmm. Let's not stop throwing flowers at Fritz. Fritz was terrible. Fritz was if Fritz is definitely earning his name ball boy because dude he was not. I mean he you could feel his nervousness through the radio. And then on top of it, he asked that question and AJ about you know uh, about about Goober Coach Goober and AJ was like Well, what are you talking about? Reminded me of the the whole uh, uh thing with. Um, how long with the that's Def Con 5 of stupid questions when asked
4: that.
3: <laughs> so 5. All right, so here's what yeah. I'll say, Chris. Chris, we appreciate it. Right, let, let's cut Jack a little slack there. Coach that,
4: Goober catching on too, by the way.
3: Yeah, is it? Yeah, a little bit. Coach Goober. Well, I mean, I, you. that's kind of, you You originated that. Yeah, you Coach made him Goober. Coach like, Goober. He,
4: he's Coach Goober. Hold yes. On. Th-
2: does one, one other person using it Qualifies catching on?
3: Yes. Okay. Well, we did it with Jim Nance and the Commodores, right? I mean, that's. That's true. Yeah, now that Jim that Nance. Took it a little work just shopping, give me though.
4: time, man.
2: Just give it time. Just
4: give it time.
3: It's like just any it great thing, it just takes a, a little bit of a push to become a thing.
4: Grassroots. This is a grassroots movement right here, man. Everything you do is
3: a <clears> grassroots movement. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, look, will the Kellen Moore question to AJ from Jack go down in WIP lore? It might. Absolutely. It was a little comedic relief in the middle of that. Kellen Moore, uh, but no, I, I, thought, I ain't come
4: here to talk about I, all that.
3: I thought it was a great job by those guys. First of all, to take the take the conversation, and then to steer it in a way where AJ got to talk. I mean, I, I thought that was the best part of it. It wasn't just them asking him questions; it was him saying whatever the heck he wanted to say. Yeah, I, I, I would I
2: would have not done a very good job of that myself.
3: Well, it's also a I think you would have. Yeah, yeah. here's here's the deal. <laughs> You're wrong. It it was not a typical conversation. Right. It, it was it, again. It was. It had the chance to be contentious. Well, it
2: was by nature confrontational. Yes. Like, he called in to confront WIP. And,
3: and the media, or whoever the heck right, the media
2: exactly. is. Right, exactly. Or his idea of, you know, he, we're, we're, we're quote-unquote reporters or, or whatever. Um, but I, like, I feel like it could have only been Ike, to be honest.
3: Ike did a great job. Yeah, I know I I think he's a his ability to diffuse AJ like a
2: little that, bit. That, that, I like, could
4: have handled that situation.
2: No, 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 I, no you could have done a good job. I guess yeah. I should say it might seem easier than it actually
4: is. No, it's not it's not that easy, man. And and I think that the great thing that Ike did was understand where he was coming from. And and he was upset. And and I'll say another thing. Like, AJ's a good dude because he doesn't know Ike from a can of paint. And he showed Ike deference in that moment because Ike did play the game. I think that's the biggest thing that we're, we're tending to look, overlook Sure, is that a guy that wants to blow things up and is a cancer, like a lot of people like to describe him, he's not going to show Ike grace. He's going to go on. He's going to come in guns a blazing, which he initially was going to do. But when he figured out who he was talking to, he toned it down and it became a great interview. I think I think that's why that's another reason why I always felt that AJ was being painted in a in a in a bad light. Now, if if he's the type of receiver that gets preferential treatment because he's a baller, I don't have a problem with that either. Because most ballers do get treated differently. I mean, that's just
3: well, that's part of the course.
4: Yeah, that is that's part of the course. So if if you had a problem with that, I I don't know what to tell you, bro. Get your game up, get your weight up, and and become a better player and become one of those guys. But you know, if it's become detrimental to the team, then the coach needs to fix that.
3: Yeah, that's it. He does two one five five nine two ninety four nine for that coach. is going to speak. Howie Roseman, Nick Sirianni will speak today. We'll have it live on WIP in the one o'clock hour. We're going to talk to Howard next. By the way, I just did some quick math here because we have Howard coming up, and as we know, when Howard's on, we're just, just show I'm the, pretty good at math. Yeah, there it is. So, so Chris brought up. That mean, we, we weren't that bad. I don't think the Eagles were bad. I just think they were more an average team last year that got off to a good start record-wise and then fell down, and we're looking for all these reasons why. So he mentioned that they lost the Jets, right? They lost to the Cardinals. They shouldn't have done that. So the Eagles, by my count, played—how many teams did they play that finished in the top 10 of the draft, right? Like top 10 order that will pick high. They played New England. Mm-hmm. They're a top 10 picking team. They played the Jets. They're picking the top 10. They played Washington twice. So that's four games against t- teams that are picking the top. Just 10. Had a,
4: but I don't know if you can put just Justin. It yesterday. just had a stout defense. If they quarter, like I but know if this is a top ten pick. But this is, a, I know this is a if situation. But that if they quarter, if their quarterback would yeah, have played, but he didn't. Been a, but they right, didn't. Kyle kind of looking at me like, "Cry me a river." All right, fine. Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> they played the Giants twice, Giants twice, so that's six games, and okay. they played the Cardinals. So they played seven games against teams that finished with a top bottom ten record. They had a record. couple
4: teams in there with sprinkle playoff teams in there too.
3: But I'm just, I just, I just want to go to those ten games. Can I tell you what their what their point differential was in those games? They played seven games against teams that finished top ten draft pick. They were outscored in those seven games by those bad teams. This team wasn't that good. I think that's the reality of it, and we looked for all these reasons why, and we've gone overboard looking for reasons why. No, I mean, I hear what you're
4: saying, but it's it's any given Sunday in the NFL. But these are
3: seven Sundays, Hugh, any seven given Sundays.
4: The the one that I, I have no leg to stand on is the Giants. Because they they came after them with a bunch of dudes. Well, they dragged them in the last <laughs> game. That
3: was ridiculous. All right, 9494 come back. Your phone call's coming up here. Did we overreact to the end of the Eagles season? And if you could ask Sirianni or Howie one thing today, truth serum question, you get the answer. What do you want to hear them answer today? They'll speak today on WIP. We've got Howard next and all your phone calls. 215-592-9494. Midday show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Baseball is back.